Hello and welcome to the podcast. Happy podcast day, Falcon. Happy podcast day to you, good sir. Mm. Is it a good po- podcast day there? It's not like too cold or like snowed in or anything like that? No, not snowed in. Hasn't snowed for a couple days, but there's a little bit of snow on my lawn still, so... Mm. Okay, mm. so maybe it is a good day for you then. It's been well, like overcast here. It's terrible. Oh, bad weather for bike riding. It's true. Yeah. Yeah. Was it actually raining or just overcast? Just overcast. Okay, that's fair. Yeah. Not like I did any bike riding today. Right, right, right. Day off and whatnot. Yeah. So let me tell you about my day off. Okay. So yesterday there was a fire in one of our data centers. Not a literal fire, but a huge problem that everyone's freaking out about, right? <laughs> okay. Uh, there have been fires in data centers, though. That's always fun. It's, it's real hot in there. And, like, if the air conditioning fails, bad things happen. Um, but bottom line, there was something that they wanted me to test. They were doing a fix they wanted me to test last night, and they couldn't get to it. And they're like, okay, in the morning we will. And I was like, but that, but it's my day off. It's my day off tomorrow. Uh, and it's the release of Rhythm of War, the latest book in the Stormlight Archive series by Brandon Sanderson that I've been looking forward to for like years now, right? Sure. So I was like, fine. So I woke up at the regular time. And I was like, all right, guys, let's do this. I'm like, okay, we just need to do this one quick test. And somehow, magically, this turned into the entire day of, ooh, that didn't work. Try this one. Ooh, do you have another thing you can, just like this back and forth through the entire workday. Mm. Lost it. My, my day off gone. I've read like, Two chapters of my book. <laughs> no, that's what I've been. Then I've been trying to read after work, and that's what I was doing uh, when the pod started. Uh huh. But it's just like I wanted. I mean, okay, it is according to the Google's uh-huh. um, officially twenty four thousand pages of Google books, which does not directly translate to page pages, but it's massive because it's part of the Stormlight Archive and it's really huge. <sighs> anyway, so that was my day. Uh, I mean, okay, so the nice thing is that one of the higher-ups who was involved in this, because it was a big enough fire, he used to be my direct boss, and he's always liked me. Mm-hmm. Um, he was involved in it, and he's like, I'm sorry, or took your whole day. Let, let, you know, let us... Obviously, we'll go ahead and let you take another day off, because this one doesn't count. And we'll send you 100 bucks just because, like, sorry for the inconvenience. And I was like, well, that seems reasonable. Okay. I'll take it. It's not a complete uh, loss. <laughs> no, exactly. I mean, it... Right? I just appreciate they went kind of above and beyond, because I feel like some places would just be like, well, obviously you can take another day off. Sorry. The end. Mm-hmm. But extra compensation is always appreciated. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Huh. I get it. John says Rhythm of War is 57 hours on Audible and Oathbreaker. The previous book in the series is 55, so it's getting longer. Mm-hmm. They're real big. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, I mean, the good news is I didn't plan on reading it for a podcast because you're not going to read it. Obviously, we've talked about this. So yeah. I wasn't trying to rush through it, which is it's nice. True. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's, that's <laughs> really. I, I mean, I just I don't know. I kind of want I, I want to get through it so that one, I don't run across spoilers. Mm-hmm. Like the sooner you can get through something, the less spoiler mm-hmm. vulnerable you are. Right. Like binge watching TV shows like they all just come out at once. Um, yeah 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 exactly mm-hmm. what's this called i want to uh, quickly google the plot and talk to you about it 
Rhythm yes. of War. Plot. You have to spell rhythm correctly, though. Good luck with that. It's a hard word to spell. R-H-Y-T-H-M. Dang it. Too smart. <laughs> it's up on I my say that because... <laughs> Well, I say that because I went this morning to download it, and I was like, "How do you spell rhythm again?" Like, in uh, fairness, I just I just woken up, but still, it was, it was a struggle for sure. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. <laughs> it's not a great word. Yeah, anyway. no, no, everyone's gonna get it confused with rhyme. Uh, yeah, for example, yeah, John says that one of his best friend's brother-in-law is an actual psychopath that gets off on ruining books for people. <laughs> cool. That, um, I mean, the only way you can defeat him is by reading it fast. And the other reason I need, I want to read it is because my youngest brother, for some reason, like, me and him are the biggest Stormlight Archive fans. The rest okay. of our siblings are like, it's good, well, like, whatever. Mm -hmm. he's, he's way into it, and I'm way into it. So we, that's, like, one of the things that we can bond about because, you know, we're 21 years apart in age, mm -hmm. and it can be fairly hard uh, to relate in other ways. But... The other good thing is he likes video games, so that's easy too. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> but Stormlight Archive is a good way too. So yeah, just gonna get through it. It's great. So f it's very good. It's Brandon Sanderson. Like, there's nothing I've read of his that I think is bad. I think Stormlight Archive is some of the best well-written stuff that he's done. Uh, he is obviously an insane person. He's putting out tons of books all the time. So if you're a Stormlight, if you're a Brandon Sanderson fan, there's always something to read. It really feels like. Um, but yeah. Johns, I do wonder, was your was this guy someone who like drove past lines of people waiting for Half Blood Prince in the Harry Potter series and like yelled at people waiting for the book that Snape kills Dumbledore? Wait, he does? Oh man, no. you just ruined that no. for me. Thanks. Oh, it's a, Thank it's you for that. Omicron, it's a troll, obviously. Why would Snape kill Dumbledore? That doesn't make any sense. <laughs> They would just say that to freak the people out, but it doesn't actually happen in the book. Uh, okay, okay. I'm going to get around to reading those any day now. <laughs> <laughs> You'll never know. Uh, have not read... Ooh, I don't know what... Maybe. I'm not good with titles, Johns. What is Dawn Shard? It sounds like something from the Stormlight Archive. Anywho, that's been my day. I've been working on my day off and desperately trying to sneak chapters in a book. Mm. Um... Yeah, so that was it. I noticed you played a lot of Halo today. Halo 4 came out of the Master Chief Collection. Mm -hmm. It came out a little early, came out yesterday. I've already mm. beaten the campaign, and I've jumped back into some multiplayer, but I'm a little disappointed with my performance. Because Halo okay. 4 was by far the best Halo. I was, like, the best I was ever good at Halo. Um, so I jumped in, and my first game, it was on a map I didn't recognize, and I only went, like... 25 and 7 it was really disappointing what you died seven times how man i'm surprised you're telling that story in public that's embarrassing man i know right? you're never gonna live that seven times yeah you're never living that i'm gonna i'm gonna bring that up every podcast remember that time you died seven times in a halo match and only got 25 kills yeah it was pretty bad yeah 25 25 um, come on like babies can get 25 kills in halo it's true um, yeah. yeah, so I was a little disappointed, but the next couple matches put me in my place a little bit, um, mainly because I recognized these maps, but I did not like them. <laughs> ah. So it was more like 24 and 12, right? Like just kind of getting over the line. Um, even worse. Absolutely incredible. It's true. Yeah. Yeah. But it's, it's been fun. I've had, I found like a couple of issues 
with support. Uh, mainly, first level of Halo, there's an entire wall that was just bright green because it was missing a texture. <laughs> <laughs> like neon green? Yeah. Yeah, fantastic. I, I found floating mushrooms. Um, some of the subtitles aren't spaced properly, so like words will just be connected in the subtitles. It's, so it's got issues, but overall it's fine. It runs well. My six-year-old PC is getting 160 frames out of it at 1440. So, I mean, Halo 4 came out in what year again? I don't know. It's been a while, but everything's updated, and you never know how these things are going to run. I'm just saying it shouldn't be incredibly taxing. No, but... It is 2012. It is a two, is it an eight-year-old game. It's an eight-year-old. I eight-year-old PC should be able to run it when it's been ported. I feel like that is a very low bar to cross. It is, but, you know, I wouldn't put it past them to mess it up somehow. You know? That's fair. Yeah. You were, you were wary. I get that. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Yeah. So good. We'll have to play some of that tomorrow then. Mainly because Halo 2 has issues, right? Like, it, when you load into games, when you go past certain checkpoints, it, it stutters, right? <laughs> so it's not like I haven't seen. Mm. Like, there's no, there's, it's unwarranted that I would be concerned. Yeah. No, that's true. That's fair. Excellent, excellent point. Yeah. All right. Well, good. I'm glad to hear Halo 4 performs well, even though most people don't like Halo 4. IGN gave it a uh... 9.8 out of 10. (laughs) (laughs) What's the lowest score IGN's given a game over the last five years? Seven. Seven. 100% it's a seven. No, they they won't go anything below seven. (laughs) All right. Fair enough. Yeah, if they've given anything lower than a 7, I'd be surprised. Honestly. Although, I posted this game into the Discord the other day. It's called Unicorn Tales. Okay. And basically, somebody took a pretty decent, like, landscape. Like a, some I don't know, it looks like Skyrim, basically. It's got trees and mountains and rivers and oceans, and it looks great. But... All the main characters are horses and unicorns, and the horse and unicorn models are stock terrible. It's an amazing, amazing concept. Okay. It, like, blah, 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 blah. it didn't have voice acting when it was first up, and somebody played it who had some professional voice acting work, and it was like, I will voice act your game for free because it has a certain amount of weird charm. Mm. And so now it has voice acting, but... It's just basically Skyrim with horses, but the like horse animation, like, okay, so you see a castle in the distance, right? The castle looks like it's from Skyrim. Mm -hmm. It's not like modern, like modern CGI, like graphic stuff, but you know, just Skyrim level, which is, you know, fairly good. Sure. And so you go in there and there are just horses standing in place at different places, just like staring straight ahead. Nothing's moving. Nobody's doing anything. It's just like, do you like horses? Here we go. Here's a horse. It's so bad. And then it's like this whole world endy plot and you go into this nether area. I mean, it's it's this weird juxtaposition of like, this is kind of like Skyrim for toddlers, but also the plot's maybe a little bit too advanced for children. <laughs> <laughs> it gives you bells. Like, for example, one of the spells is Summon Cheese. And when you cast the spell, it opens a portal in the air above you and drops cheese on the ground. It has 
no purpose. <laughs> it doesn't help fight anything. It doesn't give you energy or health. It's just cheese. And then later, you get a spell called Summon Large Cheese. <laughs> which allows you to summon a big wheel of cheese that's bigger than the other cheese. And again, it serves no purpose at all. That's absolute. It's bonkers. So you're gonna stream this game, obviously. I mean, part of me kind of wants to, but at the same time, I did. I watched these other YouTubers stream it, and like, it's glitchy, man. Stuff mm -hmm. doesn't work. <laughs> They'd just be running around as this main horse character, and then the game would be like, "You've completed this quest," and they're like, "Wait, what?" <laughs> oh, I had that experience yesterday uh, or the other day. I was playing a Warhammer 40k game. It's like a uh turn-based strategy like 4x kind of game right okay that, uh it's called gladius you can look it up on steam it's really fun uh but we we like we played 2v2s and we set the ai to be about medium because that's actually kind of difficult if you play i was playing like the new class uh the new race the eldari just came out so it's basically protoss um and we didn't know what we we're doing so we set them to medium and we beat the game and i got achievements for stuff like play without any of your warp gates being destroyed which obviously they did and you're like i remember that happening i remember that uh -huh. happening several times complete a game <laughs> by versing another human player i'm like uh no we were versing the ai <laughs> right <laughs> didn't make any sense uh, so yeah, yeah that's that's not unique to little games time, it, yeah it turns out yeah yeah just tracking quests is hard yeah uh, yeah it's just like They'd played through it before once before they streamed it. Mm -hmm. And they're like, okay, last time we did this quest, this is how it worked. But now the person we need to talk to is just not responding properly. <laughs> it seems entirely, we'll right. come back, I don't know, in a few hours and see if it's fixed. Maybe who knows? Yeah, just it's not very well made at no. all. I mean, there is, again, like there's a certain level of cleverness and kind of just weird surrealness to it. Mm -hmm. But it's just a bad game. I think it's like $2 on Steam. I should look it up real quick. It's currently fifteen percent off on Steam. It is percent. It's twelve dollars thirty-two Australian. So it's like three dollars American. Probably, yeah. Yeah. If I had to guess, seven dollars fifty. Eight bucks. Oh, yeah. that was close. Man, these screenshots are so misleading. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, it looks so much better than it actually is. <laughs> anyway, whatever. They yeah. tried. Uh-huh. What kind of reviews? It's got 16 positive reviews. Mm-hmm. 87% of the reviews are positive of the 16 that were released. Wait, uh, wait, wait. Recommended review. My daughter is five. This is a first video game, and she loves it. Not for parents. Yeah. Unless you really like being a unicorn. Yes. I think that's I think that's accurate. I uh it's really, it is the first Skyrim-style game for children. Mm -hmm. Like, five-year, six-year-olds. I'm not talking ten-year-old. It's too old for that. Like, mm -hmm. six years old. Anyway, so that's interesting. Uh, how did we even get there? How did I start talking about Unicorn Tales? I have no idea. Cool. All right. <laughs> well, let's make another natural segue into The Mandalorian. Did you watch the most recent episode of The Mandalorian? I did. How, how did you feel about it? Um, so, okay. I'm going to 
segue immediately, which is I put out seven episodes of the podcast today. Uh, John's noticed that. Yeah. <laughs> like, so. <laughs> <laughs> um, but while I was doing that, I needed to think of titles. And so what I do is I just load up the video and I click through and I grab a soundbite. Someone says something like, all right, cool. That's the title. Holding war crimes. There we go. One of the things we were talking about uh, that came up was, um, am I excited for the next season of The Mandalorian? And the answer is still no, having watched yep. these three episodes. Fair. Uh, yeah, like we talked about this like two months ago. And so I generally just have nothing to say about the show. It's like nothing it does is particularly bad. I'm just not super excited for anything to happen. Yeah, that's fair. It, um, yeah, I think there are too many episodes where nothing happens. Like we talked about the, the spider cave episode and it's like, yeah. okay, it has some nice insights into the X-Wing pilots and like maybe Yoda eats some eggs. Mm-hmm. I, that's y- it pretty much. Right, and the X-Wing pilots is only interesting to you because it's X-Wings and it's you, <laughs> right? Look, man, if they were A-Wing pilots and they acted this way, I'd still be like, this is interesting. Yeah, I, I mean, it's... them to be it, heroes and they're not big-damn heroes. It's still you, right? The fact that they're X-Wings gives me extra bits of joy. It's very true. Right. You're right. You're right about that. I don't, it's like we, we come across two X-Wing pilots out of how many there could be. And you want to draw conclusions about, oh, this show's representing X-Wing pilots like they're lawful neutral or something, right? And it's like, well, it's, it's just these it's, two guys. It's just, it, it doesn't matter. <laughs> I mean, okay, it could be just these two guys, but there are the two X-Wing pilots. We don't even see their, like, that's the other thing. In season one, the X-Wings that show up and blow the crap out of that space station, we don't even see their faces. Uh-huh. I don't think we even hear them say anything. They show up, they blow the space station to pieces, and they get out of there. I think they say it's something. amazing. Do they say something? I think we see them. I think we did. Be- like I don't want to pull it up. It's going to take me ages. Um, I'm going to pull it up while you're talking. Only because I vaguely remember them also being old people. Like old as in like 30 or old as in like 75? Like late 60s, probably as o- at least old or older than the guys we saw in the last episode, episode two. Okay, so you remember them? You remember them being different people then? Yeah, I remember them being different people. Okay, but I might just be getting that confused with like, uh, uh, I wanted to call it Return of the Jedi, but it's not. It's uh, no, 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 no. The the very last movie, Um, Rise of Skywalker. There we go. Yes, when like R O S, (laughs) and it throws me off every time. But yeah, right, right, because. X-Wing pilots turn up in that and they're like decrepit corpses that are barely shambling. It's like, do they have the mental acuity to drive, let alone pilot an X-Wing? <laughs> fair. Uh, <laughs> Very fair point. Oh, okay. Hey, look at that. We got All confirmation right. in chat. Oh. S- somebody says that they do talk about it being the tracking signal. It's like, hey, this okay. is the tracking signal we're looking for. Blow it to hell. Because <laughs> that's what they do. Yeah. I'm still... Oh, there's three of them, actually. It's three X-Wings. I'm just looking at it here. Yeah. So, Oh, it does show their faces. And it... Are they yeah, old? it's different dudes. Like, one of the dudes is black. Like, it's not the same dudes from the... Are they old, though? Um, not necessarily. 
I don't think so. Hang on, I haven't seen the third one yet. Maybe they'll. I, does it only? Sh oh wait, hold on. One of the dude looks like Terry Crews. <laughs> and no, then there's a woman, and she's young. I, th I think they're old. No. Okay. But yeah, I'm they do talk about it, and then they just blow the ever-loving snot out of the whole thing, mm -hmm. and then just get out. It's God, such a incredible thing. It just feels like an Empire thing to do, right? I mean, I. You're sure. like, we're keeping order in the galaxy. This is tangentially related to a prison break. Everyone dies. Well, here's the thing. They turn up and expect it to be a prison, right? Like, I'm not expecting every X-Wing pilot to know what ships mm. and stations are prisons. But if there's a prison break of all the worst people, just blow it up. It's way safer for the rest of the galaxy than all these crews and stuff getting out and committing mass murder that you don't have time to police it's way cleaner to just be like yes ventum yes except i feel like they should know it's a prison ship not a prison space station I, at the very least they should know the ship's moving right it's always moving which is part of why it's hard to get and this is a stationary space station that is in no way resembling a ship that station stations can move not this one, man. How do you know that? So. The Death Star I... could move. It's a space station, and it's, like, way bigger than this. Why can't this That's little true. thing move? That's true. This one's but also just... being run I'm by saying... a group of criminals who would need to be on the run. Right, this space station can move. It's fine. Okay, but the point is, it doesn't look like a ship. It's a station, right? So I'm just sure. saying, maybe they don't know. Maybe they don't know. Maybe they're not part of that information. Maybe that's uh, right. private and top secret. It maybe right. is. And, so like, and these are they... just the two cops on patrol who got the call first, right? They yeah. just show, show I just, up. I mean, we need to ask. Oh, here we go. What's up, Amber? Um, Amber here. They don't say, hey, that's the prison. Let's blow it up, do they? No. They no, say th a couple things, but they don't do any, anything to tell us that's what's going on. No, they say, hey, this is a place that the tracking signal is coming from. Yeah. Yeah. And kablooey, everyone dies. Mm -hmm. Anyway, we're getting sidetracked on stuff that happened in last season. Yeah. So here's the problem with a lot of Mandalorian, um, especially the latest episode, is it requires it's like Clone Wars and Rebels knowledge, mm -hmm. which I don't know if most people who are watching the Mandalorian have also watched all of Rebels and uh, Clone Wars. Uh huh. Partially I'm... because it's cartoons, and a mm -hmm. lot of people are like, "I'm out on cartoons." Right. I have a feeling that they'll explain who Ahsoka is. And be like, here's a quick yeah. rundown of why you should know me. Um, it's true, but like, it's... I don't know. I was thinking about this today, and I think Ahsoka has the most character development of anybody in the whole Star Wars canon. And it's partially because she's got the most time in the Star Wars canon. Like, she's got probably. tons of seasons. Tons of seasons in Clone Wars. She's got a big part to play in Rebels. Mm -hmm. And, like, everybody else is, like, maybe three movies, maybe six total hours, rather than, you know, the, I mean, it's seasons and seasons of Clone Wars that she's in. So, right. Yeah. Um, so yeah. what I'm saying is it's hard to be like, this is Ahsoka. She used to be a Jedi. The end. It doesn't really capture everything that's going on with that character. <laughs> no, but I think the way that they'll explain it is they'll tangentially explain all that through explaining what a Jedi is to the Mandalorian. Because he's like, I'm right. looking for the Jedi. That's this kid's species, right? And they'll be like, yeah. no, we were an order founded before the Empire. Like, thousands of years before the Empire that they tried to destroy. Uh, yeah. You know, yeah. And then she'll explain everything. Like that, That's how that conversation will go. 
Um, yeah. Yeah, I suppose so. I mean, I think one of the most intriguing things about Ahsoka is that she doesn't view herself as a Jedi. She's right. a force user. She uses lightsabers and she protects people and does good stuff, but she's not a Jedi. She left the Jedi order very specifically and doesn't want anything to do with them. Mm-hmm. Even if, even if they are, um, even if they're gone. Right. Right. In her fight with Vader, which I haven't watched any of rebels except for this fight on YouTube. Um, he tells her that like, you've got a lot of anger for a Jedi. And she's like, I am no Jedi. And then like goes after him. Right. So she's interesting too because she's willing to embrace the you know the dark side of the force and the light side of the force and kind of trying to find a balance there and what she's trying to do. Yeah, anyway. I mean, like I I understand the term gray Jedi. I do know that that word, but I was yeah. also out on like Rebels or Clone Wars or whichever one it was when they were like, and now we have ferrets that just like nullify the force. I was like, okay, that's <laughs> stupid. <laughs> like bad guys yeah. wearing a fur coat because it makes him invulnerable to force pushes or something it's so I stupid completely missed that apparently yeah <laughs> anyway uh yeah so there's that uh and then the the mandalorian lady um god can i remember her name owl face lady yeah did you say owl face lady yeah her her helmet had like the face of an owl oh okay Where is it? I wrote it down somewhere. This is so embarrassing. Mm-hmm. Anyway, the Mandalorian lady. So I think what's important to know about her is she shows up and everybody who's watched Rebels is like, holy crap. And everybody else is like, uh, eh, neat. She has a cool suit and she's a Mandalorian. Yep, that's she, basically me. <laughs> she's the heir to Mandalore. Like, she is um, of the line of who's supposed to be ruling all the Mandalorian people. And at the end of Rebels, she got the Darksaber, which is what we saw Moff Gideon use at the end of season one and what she talks to Moff Gideon about mm-hmm. in, in this episode, which is, again, the Darksaber is just symbolic. It's basically a lightsaber. It's really good at fighting, but also whoever owns it uh, is, the, is the supreme leader of Mandalore and can unite the Mandalorians. Okay. So she wants it. I don't know how she lost it. That's what's crazy to me. She worked so hard to get it in Rebels. And that's last time we saw her, she had it. And she was the leader of Mandalore. And the next time we see her, it's like, oh, crap, it's gone. <laughs> the Empire has it. How'd that happen? Somehow Gus Fring has it. Who knows how? <laughs> yeah. And so I was talking in the Discord to somebody about this. Okay. Gosh, dang it. I cannot find these discussions in the Discord. There's too many channels now. It should be in the Star Wars channel. Anyway, the point is that in the past, the Empire has definitely taken the Darksaber from the Mandalorians and just hung on to it so that the Mandalorians are discord and separate and can't unite and be a really scary intergalactic force. Here's the thing. Like the Mandalorians who are united and have a single purpose are really, really hard to deal with. Right. Uh, probably all that best go. Um Yeah, helps. They took the Darks, uh, the, the Darksaber, is that what it's called? Yeah at least before the events of Rogue One, right? Guaranteed before that, and this is set after Empire Str- uh, Return of the Jedi. Yeah. Uh, because in Rogue One, when... Um, I don't remember her name. Main character. Jyn Erso. Jyn Erso, thank you, is going yeah. through um, 
the Scarif facility looking for wherever the Death Star plans might be, one of the project names she, like, mumbles over is the Darksaber, right? Like, and its location. Okay, well, there you go. So, so they've had so, it, Empire's had it since at least then, which... It's been a long time. It's been many, many years. Yeah. Yeah, no, that's fair. All right, so she's like, yeah. So it really seems like she's willing to trade the child for the Darksaber. Probably. Which Mando needs to watch out for, but he's dumb, so he's not going to. He's not dumb, he's just desperate. Um, it's, no, it's beyond that. Didn't I mean, this whole episode was about how the Mandalorian doesn't know anything. Like, he thinks that his order of the Mandalorians who never take their helmet off, right? And I always talk about the way mm -hmm. they're the only Mandalorians that exist. He runs into other Mandalorians and he is shocked beyond reason. Right? Right. right. But I mean, you can be desperate and ignorant. Yeah. No, that's fair. <laughs> both. Both, both. He, he doesn't know anything about the yeah, Jedi, I, but that's no. the annoying thing. He doesn't know anything about the Jedi because he just assumes he's like, he's actively assuming that his, like the baby Yoda's people are the Jedi, which as we know is not the fact. Right, because Jedi isn't a race. Correct. Right? Yep. Um, but the lady who turned, like, uh, uh, discount um, Sigourney Weaver, she's like at Mos Eisley and sees them show up for the first time in who knows how long. Is like, oh my god, thank the Force. How does she know what the Force is? Because the Mandalorian's an ignorant bumpkin. They didn't right. teach him anything in Mandalorian school growing right. up. Fast forward That's to how. next. Fast forward to next episode, and the two X wings are like, "Hey, could you send us a ping?" And he's like, "All right, here you go. May the force be with you. Can I go now?" Right? He knows the yeah. line. How does he know what the "May the force be with you" is from, but not know what the Jedi are? Poon, that doesn't mean he knows what it's from. He knows that's how you act friendly with the rebellion, mm. with the New Republic. Is this is something you say to appear like you're a good guy? I don't think he has any indication what that means under any circumstances. Who, who hears that for the first time and goes, well, we should, well, like, where does that come from? Like, why, what are we saying when we say this? Right? Who, who I'm doesn't? I'm you, I don't, I don't think he's a smart person. I just mm. don't. I don't think he's naturally curious at all. I think he's empathetic towards the child because he was an orphan mm -hmm. who got picked up and raised by Mandalorian, probably Death Watch. Mm -hmm. and that's the one good trait we see in him is that he wants to keep the child safe. And the rest of him is just, he just murders stuff and he doesn't <laughs> know anything and he just takes his money and he was trying to earn best guard armor and now he's done it. But now he has a new quest of getting the child back to the Jedi and he doesn't know what that means. I just oh. like, another, this is another example. Remember last week I was like, you need to stop trusting everyone who tells you they know where the Jedi are, you moron. <laughs> <laughs> or where the Mandalorian are, you moron. Because that's exactly what happened in this episode. These random dudes in the tavern are like, hey, absolutely no, for sure, we'll help you out. Come out on our boat and then we'll try to murder you and take your child away. What in the name? What is wrong with you? He's not, he is so trusting. It's embarrassing. Like, for being a lone wolf who does jobs by himself, he sure trusts everybody at the drop of a hat. I don't get it. It's true. That's all. Okay. So, fun episode. The other thing I did want to say is, if you're the Empire and your policy is to uh, destroy the ships that are hijacked rather than letting Mandalorians take them, maybe you have some kind of a self-destruct mechanism on your ship rather than expecting your captain to murder his, the rest of his crew and crash into the ocean. <laughs> like, maybe you need to start having an actual program for this rather than expecting your captains to just 
ritually commit suicide every time this goes down. That's all. I mean, like, on one hand, I agree, but everything we see in this Star, uh, Starcraft, Star Wars universe <laughs> is so not mass-produced. It's like, we see a couple of, like, bigger ships that are like, this is a Mon Calamari cruiser, or this is... This you is know, a Star have... Destroyer. We've seen 1,800 of them. Right, yeah. but this isn't the... But, the, like, the Empire like that is gone. They're clearly using other ships, and it's always like, here's someone's unique personal freighter, right? Like, there's only a couple of these things, and having systems mass deployed to all of their ships, of their, like, ragtag fleets of whatever ships they can get their hands on, it's got to be much harder to do when they're not producing these things themselves. Right? Like, if that was a Star Destroyer, and it's like, okay, yeah, they should have manufactured some system to be like, from the command cell, push this button to self-destruct. Instead, what they had was a ship where it's like, well, we could override the actor if we could get through the, the, the cargo bay to the reactor engine. Oh, wait, the Mandos are in the cargo bay. Shit, crash it into the ocean. That's what I felt like this is. Right? Yeah. If there I mean, was a better option, I think they would have taken it. Right? Like, I don't feel like the captain there was an idiot. I feel like he was just doing what was available to him. They just didn't save so. Yeah, he was ordered to. He didn't just do what was... Well, no, no, no. I, I, I meant specifically diving into the ocean. Right? Like, if it was to, like, push four buttons on this console and everything explodes, he would have done it. Yeah. Fair enough. Yeah. All right. So, anyway... Uh, they've talked about meeting Ahsoka. That probably won't happen until the episode after this one because the episode after this one is written by Dave Filoni and directed by Dave Filoni, who created Ahsoka in the Clone Wars low these many years ago. So if anyone's going to be involved, uh, it's going to be him. Sure. Sure. All right. Done with the Star Wars? Uh, Probably. I don't, I don't have anything mean. to say about it. Okay. Sounds good. Mm-hmm. I can't type done because maybe there's lag. No, it's it's going through. I see it. All right, good. How do you always have lag? I don't. I don't know. I'm, every time I watch the stream, it's like spinny circle for a couple seconds every once in a while. No, just you. Zero drop frames. I'm good. Your internet's garbage. Get an upgrade. I suppose. Okay. Did you watch Akaduma Drive? I did watch Akaduma Drive. On a scale of 1 to 10, how good would you say this episode is? Because I really enjoyed it. Yeah. Um, I mean, way more happened than in the last episode, so on that alone, much better. Mm -hmm. It solidly confirms that the Doctor is just magic. Yep. The Doctor <laughs> is magic. Does she get bisected by yep. the... Yep. She gets cut in half, physically, literally. Yeah. I like how... Later, she's like, man, I thought I was dead, but nope. <laughs> <laughs> I'm fine. Wow. Okay. Also, all the Akaduma are magic. What's his face? Cutthroat gets his leg, cuts his own legs, legs off. He does. And is lunging around fighting <laughs> at a high level. What the hell? What is going on with these people? Uh, that, yeah, that, they're that all was, magic. That was really cool. But it did also like kind of... I, if... Okay, did you watch the post credit scene? Yeah. Okay, okay. Uh, if if uh, the brawler wasn't, like, as confirmed dead as we can get, I would say this episode ruined any potential stakes for the characters. Like, Cutthroat cuts <laughs> right. his legs off, Doctor gets cut in half, and they're both just fine. 
right? I mean, like, as long as they as long as they have the doctor, right? Right. If she's gone, then right. suddenly the stakes are different. She sure. gets separated. But anyway, sure. yeah, yeah, I hear what you're saying. Um, and like even the kid gets stabbed, and he's just like, "No, I'm fine." Right, but he's a robot child. We established this already. It's true. That uh, was cool. Like mm. I, mm, I don't know. I kind of wanted Cutthroat to be smart, right? Mm. I thought maybe he number one was using the the robot child as a shield because a he was important cargo, mm -hmm. right? Or b because he knew he couldn't really die. So right. whatever. I assume important cargo was his but original I, plan. But then he stabs him. It's like if it's important cargo, why do you stab important cargo? Usually, no, 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 a shield no. is he, one thing. I he was using him as a shield because what's his face wouldn't the. The, the executor, yeah, the executor. The executor wouldn't stab the child because the child was important cargo. Right, but then right? I thought Cutthroat was anticipating what the executor would do. Mm. But then it turns out he just used the kid because he didn't care about him at all. <laughs> <laughs> he was just trying to keep Swindler alive, and yeah. she's so he's, pissed off. That's he's made that moment. very clear that he he's yeah. like pretty much only here because she has pretty red eyes or something. Yeah. Oh my gosh! So so good. Yeah. Um, Can I yeah, just say really fun? I loved the cutscene at uh, the cutscene, the fight scene between Brawler and the Executioner on top of the um, like the roller coaster. Like I thought that was really cool. I yeah, I thought everything they did was pretty cool. Yeah, like I, I like how the Brawler's like, "Let's fight in this gondola." He's like, "Wait, what?" <laughs> <laughs> Better for close quarters combat. Like, dude, you're yeah. nuts. He yeah. is insane, but he had had the best. That was like his best day of all time. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Which I, mean, I guess if your last day is your best day of all time, that's pretty good. Went out on a high note. Yeah. 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 I mean, you said as confirmed dead as can be, and I agree with you, but I. Right. Cause here's the thing. Mm -hmm. We we haven't seen like he's as dead as we think he can be. But the the chick is also not dead, right? Like she wakes up later and she's in hospital. I mean, I'm impressed that the hoodlum got a cut in, to be honest. Um Did he? Yeah, did okay, so you did not watch the post credit scene, did you? Where Lady Executioner wakes up and she's got an eye patch and she takes it off and she's got she's missing an eye. Oh I didn't even make that connection. Yeah, that means Hoodlum. I was like, man, how did she lose an? How did she lose an eye? That means you think Hoodlum. It was Hoodlum? I can't. I, I can't even. <laughs> no, Hoodlum no. gonna cut it. Yeah. No, he he's not a fighter at all. And <laughs> even in her super injured, like paralyzed, crippled state, I think she can fight him off, man. Nah, it. He got a cut in. Oh, I mean, a cut. You take someone's eye. I think it's a little bit more than getting getting a cut in. <laughs> Holy smokes. Okay. I mean, I, we'll see, I guess. I don't know that I completely buy your theory. I mean, we, the last thing we see is him running towards her real mad. Uh, right. With one of the lightsabers. So, like, yes, I understand the thought pattern here, but... What, what do you think happened? She, like, tripped down some stairs and accidentally stabbed herself in the eye? Like, well, yes. what's the... Do <laughs> you think that's more lo likely than Hoodlum gets a cut in? Or she ritually removed her own eye because she's so ashamed from the failure of being unable to protect her master. She's in, she's nuts, dude. I can see her doing that. No. 
No, no, I'm not because saying that's what it is. I'm just supplying alternative theories. Look, if the okay, if your alternative theory is that she ritualistically removed her eye, why would she be so surprised that she had a head bandage and was like looking in the mirror and be like, "Oh my god, I'm missing an eye." Right? You're you're assuming a lot of internal feelings that we don't have access to, Samacron. That's what we. That's what we've seen. She was like, "Oh my god, I'm missing an eye." Not like, She'd "Oh, hey, look." Why would she be surprised about it if Hoodlum took her eye? Uh, she maybe she passed out during the fight, right? Like, oh, my, oh Hoodlum, you Hoodlum, <laughs> that's dirty, man. You can't take someone's eye when they're unconscious. No, 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 no. Mean? He hits her in the face, and then she passes out because of blood loss, and she lost an eye. Very traumatic experience. Wakes up in a hospital and is like, "Holy crap, I lost an eye." Oh, maybe. Yeah, there you go. That's maybe. that. That is what happened. Confirmed. Mm. All right. Anyway, so yeah, it really seems like Hoodlum is gone. But again, I would not be overly surprised if he's okay. Oh, he's fine. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and then the children are like, there is an underground civilization that the bunny and the shark told the audience about four minutes ago. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I'm really like, I don't know what it is. I'm really entertained by the bunny and shark episodes. <laughs> They're good. Like, they're but, good. They're funny. And they're just they're just exposition dumps. That's all yeah. they are. Yeah. But man, they're funny. I love they're just like taped to pencils. <laughs> the production quality is not high on this thing. I mean, intentionally <laughs> so. Um, right, right, right. It's still, it, I don't know. It always makes me smile. So yeah, they're like, some people after the bomb went and lived underground and then four minutes later it's like hey look here's a door to the underground <laughs> right i the thing is i can't actually imagine these like uh rabbit and shark episodes playing in this world like i can't mm. i can't picture these as being like here's a cartoon we show to kids to teach them and inform them about the world as we live in it i just but feel like they're... it doesn't fit with everything else that we've seen about the world no matter how act they're just sheer, sheer propaganda, right? I mean, probably. This is not intended to entertain children. This is intended to teach the children the accepted truth of the world they live in. Okay. Right. Right. Yeah. Maybe. I think that's. I think that's more what it is for sure. Okay. Um. And from a. From a Kurunai perspective, right? Mm -hmm. What's Kansai. our What's our main setting? Can uh, Kansai. Kansai, thank you. Yeah, from a Kansai perspective. Like, this is intended to teach children the way the world is. Mm -hmm. To see Kanto as a savior, mm -hmm. um, as a positive thing, and to tell them there's no getting into Kanto. You are where you are. It's super dangerous. You will die if you try to go there. Mm -hmm. I think that's the important thing. Okay. I think yeah, you, just, you indoctrinate the kids of this when they're very young, and then it just kind of goes from there. Sure. Yeah. I just... Yeah. Yeah, I agree. That's all. I like them anyway. They're fun propaganda. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you're right. Yeah, I think that's the intent. Um, so yeah, it's good. Good action, good plot progression. I think we're going to meet the underground mole people. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Oh, sure. should be very interesting. Mm. Maybe. Could be boring, I don't know. Could be. Who knows? Nobody. That's why we watch. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. What else is going on? Uh, Cyril had another win. 
Oh, that's right. Dreamhack happened. Dreamhack, Dreamhack winter happened. finished up. Yeah, Dreamhack. Cyril didn't have to face Rainer, so he won another premier title. Mm -hmm. It really sure. seems like the only person that can beat him is Rainer. Rainer knocks him out so much. Yeah, I mean, until we're sharing otherwise, yeah. Yeah. And then Rainer gets taken down by Clem. It's like, I don't know. Just 3-1, <sighs> yeah. Yeah. And I just, I don't know. Rainer just did some dumb stuff in that game. Mm -hmm. I did see him tweeting about how he's never going to play Lurkers again. Which I don't believe. He loves his Lurkers. It's true. But it'd probably be smart not to. I I don't know. The announcers were talking about this. I think it was Fear Dragon and... Who was casting with Fear Dragon? Mm -hmm. Somebody else. They were just basically saying like all the Zerg players they've talked to about Lurkers is... It's like Lurkers versus Terran is really good, but only if Rainer does it. <laughs> like, no one else can make this work. No other Zerg player is capable of making Lurkers work against Terran. We right. don't know how he does it. It's kind of black magic. I just thought that was funny. Because, yeah, it's, it. it's right. No one else really does it, and people try. It doesn't look nearly as, as possible. Mm -hmm. But, yeah. yeah, we had two Koreans in the quarterfinal of Dreamhack Winter. Mm -hmm. TY and Stats. Mm -hmm. And, uh... T.Y. got 3 would by Neeb. Yeah. Like, Which, I still need to go back and watch those, because I uh, I mean, I assume it was random Protoss builds. Um, I have no idea. I haven't seen them go games. I should watch them, because uh, yeah. I, I did not expect that out of Neeb, if I'm being honest. No, I was shocked he made it to the quarterfinal. I was like, he yeah. made it out of the group stage, and I job Neeb. I did not expect him to go further, let alone 3-0-T-Y. Again, GSL champion T-Y. Like, we're not talking about a scrub Terran here. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Bonkers. And then Astraea takes stats to five games, a five-game PvP with all sorts of Astraea shenanigans. Right. He successfully I... cannon rush stats in one game, and I was like, what? Well, I mean, this is interesting. Need to get out of his group, beat Clem 2-1, and Armani 2-0. So, Armani's no slouch. I mean, he's not exactly no. top-tier Korean, but he's no slouch. And Clem won the European Dreamhack bracket. Yeah. Yeah. NA greater than EU, I guess? <laughs> Apparently. <laughs> I don't know. I, I've seen some interviews recently from, again, professional players who have lived with Neeb. Mm -hmm. And it's like, look, Neeb at his best when he's trying is really good, but he hardly ever tries. <laughs> right. Like someone told a story of one time Neeb just spent a whole week just playing like Railroad Tycoon or something. <laughs> Didn't touch StarCraft at all for Holy because he couldn't be bothered. Like that's just Neeb, I think. Again, he's really good if he tries his best. And uh -huh. apparently that doesn't happen as much as people want it to. Hmm. It's weird, man. Weird. Neeb. Typical American. Only works every once in a while. Yeah. He's probably like, well, <sighs> rent's due next week. Guess I gotta go, <laughs> you know, get round of four in a premier tournament. <laughs> go earn four hundred dollars at DreamHack. I don't think that's worth it. What do you think uh, that was for the top four? Five thousand dollars. Everyone in the top four got five thousand uh, dollars. So places three to four got five thousand dollars. Stats took home seven and a half. Cyril took down twelve. Uh, took horror twelve and a half. Oh. Okay. Yeah, that'll pay rent for a little bit. Fair enough. 
Yeah. Right. Uh, and I mean, yeah. also the North American qualifier, because he, he did well there, got second. Yeah. That was another 4,600. So he took home nearly 10 oh. grand. I mean, he's probably going to be okay on rent for a little while. So don't expect anything yeah. more out of him anytime soon. <laughs> That's a good point. I'm trying to. Depending on. I don't know. Where does he live? Like, housing prices are all over the place in the US. That's a good point. I have no idea where he lives. Wikipedia will tell us? No. No. <laughs> oh, no. It, will it does. Not. Niebuhr's a yeah. player from New York. Well, that's where he's from. Well, that Albany, New York. Living? Albany, New York. I, I mean, know, but is that where he's currently... Like, like, you know, Special lived in Korea for a while. He's from Mexico. Sure, but, I mean, we haven't heard anything about him moving. And why would he move? If he's making half mm -hmm. a million dollars in prize money. Yeah. Maybe he lives with his parents and he's saving a ton on rent. <laughs> Maybe. Was it Cyril? Like, his dad came into the background when he was playing and was, like, just getting stuff out of a closet? Yes. Did Cyril live with his parents? I thought Finland gave him, like, his own part of the country. They did. They gave him a plot of land next to a golf course, I think. Look but he has crap, Cyril. Go there's there. No, there's no house there. He's, Build he's gonna... a house. <laughs> he hasn't earned that much money. Cyril? <laughs> I mean, we don't know what property values are like in Finland. Look, Cyril's Ooh. only made a measly $895,396. I mean, he's Wait. probably living on cup ramen. How much was that? $895,000. That's pretty good. So here's the thing. If he already owns the land, like owning the land is a large part of buying a house. Uh-huh. If you just have to buy the house, I think that's a lot cheaper, honestly. You know, you know what my headcanon is? Hmm. Sarah doesn't live with his parents. He bought the house, and his parents live with him. <laughs> <laughs> You're trapped in here with me. Yeah. Yeah, I could see that. Yeah. That's just. I think that's my favorite moment of the player webcam tournaments we've had this year. It's just like Dad <laughs> wanders into frame, opens up a closet, starts digging through something, looking for something, while Sarah's like, <laughs> I, I really hope player webcams stick around forever. They're amazing. I kind of do. It's kind of nice. I just, I don't know, like seeing super fast reactions to winning and losing or losing an army or making a mistake. It's kind of interesting for some players, for sure. Some people mm -hmm. are like, some players are robots, but right. other players like uh, Astrea got so excited when he beat stats mm -hmm. for those couple of games. It's like fist pumping. Yeah. Max Angel was stoked. That was good to see. It was very American of him to show that much emotion. Mm -hmm. Petit Drogo is great because he trolled the... Uh... The camera yeah. being like, gonna slam his desk, and we're just like, eh, <laughs> finger guns. Yeah, that was good. Yeah, it's great. Uh, it's, we're gonna remember this year and StarCraft and everything else for sure. Mm. Anyway, so what's next? We're out of DreamHacks, right? I believe so. Let's Two see, upcoming events GSL Super Tournament 2, ASUS Rock yep. Online. Team Liquid, Star League 6, and Master's Last Chance. What the heck is Master's Last Chance? It's a DreamHack event. <laughs> oh, so we have more DreamHack. Uh, although, technically, it's slated for next year, I believe. It is, but it's part of the 2021 circuit. Yeah, 2020. So I think it counts towards the... 
the, or the 20, 2020 year, right? Yeah, yeah, it gives 300 EPT global points. So Yeah. Okay. So, I mean, this is just like a DreamHack winter. It's the group stages and the playoff and all right. Right. So we still have that. That's scheduled for January. Uh, Close qualify starts December 15th. Yeah. That's pretty and the, late in the year. The, yeah. The official event, though, is going to be on like yeah, yeah, later January. And then it's Katowice for the World Finals for the first mm -hmm. time, which is cool. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Trying to find a page for it. Because if you just search Katowice, all it shows you is the stuff from earlier in the year. Oh, yeah. Um, here's the thing. T uh, Liquipedia doesn't have it in its upcoming events. And so I assume that a page hasn't been made for it yet. Hmm. Fair enough. I'm sure sooner, soon enough they will. Yeah. Um, yeah, so, oh, yeah. So Masters Last Chance is the final premiere event before the Masters Championship Global Finals. Okay. Which I don't know if we even have a date for that yet. So fair enough. Mm -hmm. It can't be too far into 2021 because it starts getting weird. <laughs> no, I, yeah, I think it's I think it's gonna be February. Yeah, I think February is as late as they can do it, and even then, it feels a little bit like congratulations on winning the twenty twenty Starcraft Championship. It's right. February of twenty twenty one. Right, right. Anyway, that'll be good. Looking mm -hmm. forward to that. Yeah, looking forward to Aces Rog. Uh -huh. Looking forward to the Afrika GSL Super Tournament too. Yeah. Yeah, which is less than a month away. Mm-hmm. Yep. Cool, cool, cool. I still... I don't know. We talked about this last week. I still... I don't know. I feel like GSL has kind of lost some of its shine. It used to be GSL was the thing, right? You win mm -hmm. GSL. You're the best player in the world. Now it's like, yeah, but you didn't have to play Serral or Raynor. So, like, how important is it really, you know? It's just uh, in the back of my head the whole time. I still feel that Korea has the largest density of good players, like top tier players. Oh, absolutely. It's, and so if you win a GSL, right, it's like, sure, yep. you didn't have to beat Serral or Reyna or Clem, but you had to beat a lot to get there. Mm -hmm. So I still feel like it has significant value. Yes, I think it has and, significant value, but I don't think it has as much value as it did two years ago, right? Oh, right, right. That's because Serral was only Serral two and a half years ago, right? Like, yeah. Um, yeah. And I, at that point, we had nothing to compare it to. It's like, well, Neeb went to Korea once. Yeah, Scarlet won a Premier Tournament. That was super cool. Yeah. Yeah. Ooh. True fact. Hmm. All right. Well, good. Starcraft is happening. Uh, got our shows. Mm -hmm. Got to read my book. <laughs> got to read the book. That's about it. I think that's about it. Yeah. Excellent. Well, very good. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, I should check my mail. You sent me a shirt. I did. Have you not checked your mail yet? I don't know. I check my mail once every like four days. I don't get anything. It's all garbage. <laughs> 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 oh right, right, right! I forget you don't have like the mailbox at your house. You gotta like go to another location. Like, well, I have you to know, walk. You, like... you like have to go to Denver or something to get your mail. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
to like hire a private helicopter to fly me to Denver, yes. Yeah. <laughs> um yeah. No, it's I mean it's not right outside my front door, so anyway. Right. Uh yeah. I mean just sports ball thought. The NBA draft is tomorrow, which is nuts. Um it's this whole NBA offseason's been so compact, it's insane. So uh they're trying to get it back soon, which twenty twenty, crazy, crazy year. It's gonna be like two months between the NBA finals and the start of the next season, which is unprecedented. Mm. That's it. That's all I have for sports ball minute. Okay. I'm I'm glad. Yeah, and now yeah. you have a talking point about sports with all of the NBA fans that you know. <laughs> I, I've already forgotten what you said. <laughs> ah, I'm trying to help you out here, man. I'm trying to broaden your horizons. Uh-huh. Thank you. Yes, that's what I'm here for. <laughs> all right, good stuff. Uh, that's going to be it from us today, then. Thanks for hanging out for this live edition of the Falcon Paladin Hour. Can you check out the VOD at twitch.tv slash somicron? Or join us live if you want to be here and ask questions um, like Kai's been in chat. John's has been here. Aki here, too. Mm -hmm. So check that out. Uh, as always, please check out the merch, falconpaladin.store, and mm -hmm. the Patreon page for the podcast directly to support the pod if you're interested in doing that as well. So until next time, as always, thanks for hanging out with us. This is always very fun. Stay safe and stay healthy. And until next time, as always, Bye. please take care of yourself. Goodbye.